and we're back with another episode. Welcome, guys. This is our 12th episode. We have a very special guest today. Welcome, Brother Johnny Hamlin. Welcome, Brother Johnny. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for coming on. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. My first podcast. Wow, that's amazing. Welcome. Yeah. Glad you did it with me. Well, guys, we Brother Johnny is the music director at our church, at Victory Church, and but today we have something special to talk about. We're talking about Men's Conference 2023. It's in September, September 15th through 16th, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. That's right. And uh, guys, we're just happy to talk about it. It's my second year, so Brother Johnny is what? I don't know. I've been going every year since 2013. 2013 wow. was my first year. And of course, they have it every other year. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then in between the men's conference years, they have the ladies conference yes. this year. So I've been going every other year since 2013. And like I said, it's just, I look forward to it every other year. Wow, that's crazy. 2013. That is amazing. Well, guys, we're just going to dive right into the first question. What is men's conference? Like, what did we do? What is all that? Man, I, it, to me, it's, it's just a, a way to, uh, to gather men together and, one mind and one accord, mm -hmm. you know, we're all there to, because for me, it was always, uh, I wanted to be a better man. There's yes. so many different aspects in our life that as men that we're called to be, we're called to be husbands, fathers, we're called into ministry. We're called to be coworkers, mm -hmm. brothers, uncles, mm -hmm. cousins, nephews, yeah. whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and there's so many different things that, that a man is called to be. And, and I just felt like I wanted to, I love the day, the, the weekly preaching, mm -hmm. you know, I love the weekly word, you know, getting into, into God's word, church services. Yeah. But when you come to a men's conference, it's all like laser pointed mm -hmm. at men, everything yeah. that, you know, that, that men are, are thinking about the things that we have to worry about from day to day, mm -hmm. you know, cause as a, as a man, we worry about sometimes providing for our family. Yes. We, we worry about being spiritual leaders in our homes, mm -hmm. you know, and we want to, uh, as a man, it's like we always have this competition to always be the best we can be, yeah. you know, um, and you want to do the best you can for your family and you want to provide and you want to be able to, um, again, be a spiritual leader yeah. in your home and, and teach your kids and, 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 you know, be able to um, just be an all around great man. Yes. You know. A Christian man. Yeah, good all-around Christian guy. And, uh, you know, it, it helps us it helps you towards ministry, you know, like whatever ministry you may be in. Mm -hmm. it, it helps you kind of pinpoint that thing. But it's talking straight to the heart of man. Yes. You know, and there's no, there's no like, women or children to, you know, because sometimes, you know, I guess pastors in a, in a typical mm -hmm. Sunday sermon, they're kind of shooting like buckshot. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's the, to simplify it, that's, that's the, the easiest way I can explain it is you're, you're just like shooting like buckshot and you're trying to like hit a, a wide variety of people, mm -hmm. you know, but in the men's conference, it's like you just pinpoint straight yeah. to the heart of man, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. that's one of the things I've always loved about it. And you were talking about uh, the way that it changes you as a man. Do you think like, what is your experience with it, with, with men conference? Man, one of my, I guess one of the first men's conferences I ever went to, one of the great, of course, I guess being music minister and, and mm -hmm. music is a huge part of my life. One of the most powerful moments was when all the men were gathered in there and we're talking mm -hmm. three or 4,000 men, you know, and this was early on. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's grown since then. I'm not sure what the numbers would be now, but 
Uh, I know early on, you know, they were kept talking three or 4,000 men, but it was incredible to, um, to just have a, a room full of men yeah. singing and just hearing the voices all one mind, one accord again, and all the voices singing an old hymn, you know, and there's just something powerful about hearing these, um, a room full of men singing praises to God, you know, like how great thou art or something like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but it's a, it's a time of fellowship, you know, you, you get fed spiritually, Yeah. you know, you get fed, you get to hang out with some men from the church that maybe mm-hmm. you don't hang out with, um, on a day-to-day basis. Maybe you, you're so busy with everything else that, um, you know, for me, it's like a, we get so busy with our day-to-day lives trying to provide again for our families, working, working in ministry, working around the house, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe trying to work with the kids and homework and everything. We just get so our lives are so busy. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard for us to find time to make time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, to me, it's like a great way to make time for yourself to empower, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's empowering. It's um, it, it's helpful to, to fellowship with your, uh, with your fellow man mm-hmm. and, and to bond with some of the guys from the church. And that's what my, yeah. one of my greatest things, my, maybe guys that we sit on one side of the church and the other, some of the other guys might sit on the other side of the church and maybe you don't get together, yeah. meet in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, like you should, but you know, you get on this men's trip together and uh, I mean, you're spending a day or two with, with some of your brothers in close quarters, you know, mm-hmm. riding together. It's a, it's about a, six, seven hour ride, you know? And so you're all hanging out and just fellowshipping and, and having a bond with some of your, your brothers from the church. You yeah. Know? You're also fighting and, bears in the cabin. Right. Well, right. It, For those of you it, exactly. that didn't go to victory church that don't go to victory church, brother Johnny fought a bear last men's conference. Yeah. yeah. Came right in the cabin. Oh, and I got him too. I showed <laughs> that sucker who was boss. He, he didn't know what was coming. He, he didn't. He got, now he did get me right above the eye, but, like I said, that was the only shot he got in. And mm-hmm. it, it, after that, it was all me. It was yeah. all me for the rest of the fight. Didn't even wake nobody up. No, no nobody woke Nobody even saw the bear. I, I done disposed of the bear and everything. <laughs> I, I choke slammed him, you know, pile drived him and uh, put him in the DDT. Yeah. And man, he was, he didn't want any more. And uh, I, I showed him the door <laughs> and he went out and man, all the rest of the guys in the cabin, they were none the wiser. They had no clue. So you ain't got to worry about no bears. They, Mm-mm. they talk about him. I'm the bear whisperer <laughs> or actually I'm like the bear repellent. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so that bear went and told all of his buddy bears about what's going down with, mm-hmm. with brother Johnny. He's like, yeah. you know, you don't go messing around with brother Johnny. Yeah. obviously. And so they all, all the, pretty much all the, the black bears and the Smokies now know mm-hmm. you don't go messing around with me. So, so you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. Besides not being able to be attacked by bears because Brother John is with you. Um, what are the benefits for men's conference? What do you think are the benefits? Man, every time I leave men's conference, like I just feel empowered. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I'm on fire for God. I feel like that, you know, and there's, and sometimes when you go and the, and the pastors are preaching, it's like they, they can preach something that maybe you don't even realize you're dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, something you're like, man, you know, they, they point things out in your life that like, you know, like these distractions yeah. that I'm dealing with, you know, like there's so many different uh, distractions in life and it, they kind of always feel like I come away being able to, uh, 
prioritize mm-hmm. things in life, you know, because again, there's so many life is getting so busy. Yeah. I was just thinking about this um, today. Um, you know, it seems like we're so busy sometimes. And, and as a man, we, we, we feel like we always have to be busy and do, do, do. And sometimes I feel like maybe we do, do, do so much, but it also feels like we're not doing enough. Yeah. And you continue to do more, but yet you still feel like you're not doing enough, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and that's just one of those things where, you know, you go to men's conference and they kind of, uh, just lay it all out for, you, you know, distractions. I mean, then they point out certain things. It's like, you know what? I didn't really think about that being a distraction before in my life, you know? And, um, and sometimes I try to, it, it, it leads me to want to go home and, and try to have a better disposition at home, yeah. obviously on fire for God. I want to get into the word more. You know, I try to get into the word as best I can. I try to pray, you know, prayer life, mm-hmm. um, uh, Bible study and all that. But it, it's like you go there and you're like, man, I got to, I got to get more. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, I need to, I need to read the Bible more. I need to connect with God more. And um, I just, like I said, to me, it's just, I always feel empowered mm-hmm. when I leave there. I'm on fire. I'm ready to go win the world, win souls. And um, I'm ready to uh, to break the chains of those things and distractions that that I've been dealing with mm-hmm. and learn how to prioritize uh, things in life. And, and obviously God is most important. You know, you put God first and then everything else just kind of, falls into place mm-hmm. you know i mean like you, you may uh, i know it's tough to say sometimes it's like you know, some guys are like well i just don't have time for church because yeah. man i gotta go cut my grass mm-hmm. you know so i'm not i need to cut my grass today and i'm just gonna i just gotta skip out of church today but i mean really and truly if you put god very first and and, and put everything else is just gonna fall into place mm-hmm. you know sometimes you might think that Oh, well, you know, I'm, I got my marriage. I need to go. I'm going to have to skip out of church this weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to, um, we need to take a trip. You know, my wife and I, we're going to take a trip somewhere. And, you know, and trips are great. Trips are awesome. But the thing is, is if we put God first, you know, and, and we're wanting to take that trip in order for us to, our, you know, our wives to connect with our wives better. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, if we just put God first, it'll all just kind of fall into place. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, you seek after God first, make God your priority, and then you'll start seeing every aspect of your life just mm-hmm. kind of falling into place, you know. And uh, it's not just about like one specific subject at men's conference. At least the year I went, they talked about different stuff. It was like one year, I mean, one time they talked about, let's say, keeping your kids in line, being the man of your house. And another time they talked about the struggles of what men go through. And I think that's something really cool that we also need to not just, uh, that we don't focus on enough. Men go through a lot of stuff too. Like we have, like you said, we struggle of not providing, like I I don't have a family yet, but um, like you, like I bet there's times where you feel like, am I doing all I can? Like men have that struggle sometimes, and I feel like it's amazing how they touch on some of that sub- stuff. Right. Well, I mean, they they do talk, they talk about finances, mm-hmm. and I know at several years and almost every year, um, I'm trying to think back to a year maybe they didn't, but it seems like almost every year they at least touch on finances. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one of the major things about finances and in, in the Bible is paying your tithes. 
Yes. You know, being faithful in your ties, but also, I mean, they, they do touch on different things in your finances and kind of, you know, giving you some pointers. Obviously, I mean, we're, we're talking about two services. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about a Friday night service and a Saturday morning service. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking, you know, maybe eight hours together. Yeah. You can only talk about so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they, they definitely touch on like finances, helping in your finances, um, you know, helping to be a better husband mm-hmm. again, being a better father. And just every aspect being a, a, a better worker, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, because I mean, that's uh, that's part of, you know, what men are constantly, you know, thinking about mm-hmm. like work, finances, you know, because um, it's kind of sad to say is like a, a lot of times us men will feel like that our finances are a sign of um, of being successful. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got a big big truck or something mm-hmm. that's a sign of being successful you know a man's got to have a truck if he doesn't have a big nice truck i drive a minivan you know but uh but you know it's like we sometimes we feel like as men we have to we have to put up this certain certain persona yeah in order to be successful we got to drive the big truck you know a uh, big four-wheel drive or something you know sometimes we put that pressure on ourselves not necessarily that anybody's putting that pressure on us it's just we just uh, we put that pressure on ourselves, but anyway, they, they help you with finances. Another thing is addiction, mm-hmm. you know, addiction to drugs, alcohol, pornography, mm-hmm. man. One of the most uh, powerful services I recall was the year that they were, um, they were touching on pornography. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a, they had a pastor up there that was um, previously had a addiction mm-hmm. to pornography. And um, yeah, I think that was the first year I went. Yeah. And man, it was, it was one of the most powerful uh, years that I ever recall. And, and what I, what I loved about it is that they just weren't scared. It's just one of the, it's like the elephant in the room, you yeah. know, it's like you, um, it's one of those things that everybody kind of knows people have problems with, but nobody really addresses it head on. And what I loved about that was uh, it was just all us men in there. And you know what? strap on your boots, mm-hmm. you know, buckle up cause we're about to hit this head on. And, uh, and man, it just, it felt like there was so much deliverance in the room, yeah. you know? And it was just like, and it was almost like a, um, you could just feel it in the room. Like everybody, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's like a tense thing to talk about, you know, it's not, so, it's yeah. not a, it's not light subject matter mm-hmm. when you're talking about pornography and, mm-hmm. and sex addictions and things like that. It's not like, um, you know, coffee talk or anything. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is hardcore real deal, stuff, hardcore. Yeah. And man, it's just like, you could just feel like the release in the room mm-hmm. of the men just getting it. Cause I mean, you know, you mm-hmm. can imagine when the, in a room like that, just the, the number of people that yes. have, have these addictions and yet um, they don't know how to deal with them, mm-hmm. you know, but they had a guy there that was uh he's a counselor now, I believe. And, uh, and he would help you, you know, he'd give you some pointers on how to, you know, overcome these things, you know, find your accountability partner mm-hmm. and things like that. And I mean, it's just, as a man, you don't, you don't see people don't just willingly offer mm-hmm. uh, help with sexual addictions. Yeah. You know, you all, you hear a lot about drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. but it's rarely ever that you hear anybody, you know, trying to give you help for sexual addiction. Yeah. And, you know, this guy was there, he'd been through it. He was a counselor and, man, he was just 
he was just knocking it out of the park and just left and right. And I mean, it was, it was incredible to me how powerful that was mm-hmm. and how, um, like I said, they just ripped the bandaid off yeah. and go straight to man talk. And if I'm not mistaken, they posted that on their podcast, the men of honor podcast, they posted that exact pastor, what he said. I mean, I, th- I don't know if he's pastor, but exactly what he said. And I went back, I, re- I watched all of them. All of the Men of Honor podcasts is what kind of started this. And um, that was just amazing. The first year I went, just seeing all these men go to the altar and bawl their eyes out, even if they like never do it at their home church, just seeing the men go to the altar and cry for something that otherwise at their home church they wouldn't have done. That is just amazing to me. Because it was so, you could feel the power in the room whenever you, whenever everyone went up to the altar. It's like everyone was praying. It wasn't like, oh, that person's over there doing their own thing. This person's over there doing their own thing. No, everyone was together, unified, and like a brotherhood. And so it was so amazing just to be there and experience for the first time. Yeah. Moving on to the next question. What does a normal day consist of at men's conference? I mean, it's different from every, usually every year they, uh, they schedule it around the same time as the, uh, hot rod run in mm-hmm. Pigeon Forge. And at the hot rod run, it's like the, in the entire weekend, they just have, um, old, um, classic cars. I mean, lined up the entire, um, main stretch there in Pigeon Forge. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we just, we love to go there. You, typically we've left, uh, we're not doing the, the exact same thing this year, um, Typically, we've left on Thursday nights. We'll drive up there Thursday night after mm-hmm. work. We'll we get the hotel room, and uh, we'll get up the next morning and head to Pigeon Forge and just spend the day in Pigeon Forge. <coughs> spend the day in Pigeon Forge, and like I said, you can just walk up and down and check out all the the classic cars. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, like the, some are um, restored to the nines, you know, and then you've got other clunkers where people are. Uh, fixer uppers, you know, for people to buy, but it, it's just awesome. Just time men, just ar, 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 yeah. you know, just walking around checking out all the the classic cars, ar, 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 ar. <laughs> like Tim Outman, or just you know, just being guys, just hanging out. And so we'll, you know, we'll um, obviously got to eat, got to eat some barbecue or something like that. You know, we're men, you got to mm-hmm. eat barbecue, yeah. right? And uh, um, and then we get back to the hotel room. They have a service on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I think it's usually seven seven thirty. So you go to the Friday night service, and um, it'll be over by like twelve o'clock. <laughs> or, yeah, so, sometimes it feels like that. I don't know, maybe nine thirty ish, ten ish, something like that. And then we all go. You know, we'll go get a bite after mm-hmm. that, um, and just again some fellowship. Get back to the room that Friday night. They have another service on Saturday mornings. Uh, usually they'll have like a, a little fellowship or something early that morning. And then they'll have a um, an actual service, usually nine thirty ish or so, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, they have another service Saturday morning. They usually have a panel mm-hmm. um, of sometimes just you know some of the um, the great men of God yes. from the ALJC uh, gathered around a panel, just some question and answer. They usually have a little time like that. Not just, it's just not all preaching, you yeah. know. They, they they change the pace of it, and they'll have a panel. Uh, you can get some Q and A going there, and um, that's always incredible. Uh, Bishop Bishop was on the panel one year. They had some of the, the, uh, the elders wow. uh, up there one year. And uh, that was powerful as well. But uh, 
And then usually about lunchish, about noon or 1 p.m. on Saturday, everything's done. Uh, we all jump back in the van and head back home. And usually we'll get back home six or seven that evening on Saturday evening. Um, but like I said, it, that, that's a typical day. I mean, just, um, just having fun. Or I know in years past, we've gone on, um, like the race cars, the racetracks they have at Pigeon Forge. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we, and, um, of course you didn't do it my year. <laughs> my that? first, I said, of course you didn't do it my first year. No, we didn't get the year you went, but I mean, typically we'll try to, we'll try to do some little activity, mm-hmm. you know, like in Pigeon Forge, there's tons of those little race car things. Yeah. We might, you know, get on, hop on one of those race car things and, and do that. And, um, sometimes we'll end up running over to Gatlinburg or something, you know, and we'll check some of the streams out along the way. I mean, I, I, I love sitting by some of those mountain streams and yeah. just checking them out. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to do in the Smoky Mountains. And, uh, and, and also you're in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's, there, it's just beautiful up there. I, I absolutely love. Those mountains uh, the, sure are smoky. But, uh, but no, man, I, I, I love the Smoky Mountains. And so to me, just being in Maryville, mm-hmm. being in the Smokies, that's that's another plus as well. Yeah, And fellowship is another thing that we'll touch on in a minute. But just being there with like Brother Johnny, my dad, me, I, the year we went, the year I went, it was like, what, like 10 people, maybe? I mean, uh, not, something like that. Yeah. 10 people like in a cabin, just hanging out, being guys, just having fun. And having breakfast, which was hit or miss sometimes. Uh, well, the one time <laughs> it was hit or miss uh, because my dad cooked it. No offense, but um, <laughs> oh, I know Brother Bernard can cook. Now. Surely he's got to be able to cook. Yeah, maybe. But right, Brother Bernard. <laughs> it was hit or miss, but it was really fun just hanging out with you guys. Some of the guys they had just started going to the church, so I didn't know them that well. But me and them are now close friends. But it was just so much fun just going up there for my first year, uh, twenty twenty one. It was so amazing. The panel, like you said, Brother Voskis, I think he was on there. He was the right. one leading it, and he just said some stuff that I really liked. Like buy your kids everything they want if it's in the uh, will of God. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. I was like, my dad needs to hear this. <laughs> Moving yeah. on to the next question: What is your advice for someone that it's their first year going to men's conference? Man, just go. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, that's, uh, that's really all I can say is just, you, you got to go. Um, I mean, if there's any aspect of your life that you're struggling with and you want to be a better man, mm-hmm. you know, you, maybe you're new at the church. Um, you know, you want to get an opportunity to, uh, uh, to meet some of the guys of the church and, and fellowship. I mean, it's a perfect opportunity. You yeah. know, there's, and again, you want to, build on something spiritually, you know, maybe you're early in your walk with God. Maybe you're just in beginning steps of your, your walk with um, Christ and mm-hmm. you want to build upon that. I mean, it's, it's a great yeah. way to go and, um, and, and build on that. And um, again, just, just as an all around man and person, Christian brother, mm-hmm. follower of, of Christ, yeah. you know, I mean, cause um, we're all called to be disciples, yes. you know, and, 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 and that's another thing is, I mean, it gives you, I guess, discipleship training as well. You know, I mean, there's, uh, that's one of your other tags as a man that, mm-hmm. you know, we're given, you know, is, um, is a disciple, yes. you know, trying to win the souls of others. And, um, you know, there's just, there's so many hats that us men try to wear and, um, maybe there's certain, aspect maybe in your finances you know i mean like i said it just 
anything that that you can think of that a man deals with on day to day, typically they're going to, they're going to touch on it mm-hmm. there, you know? Um, but th- th- really just go, mm-hmm. you know, pack you a, uh, pack you a bag. Don't forget mm-hmm. your toothpaste. Don't yeah. forget your deodorant. Please don't. Yeah. Uh, th- those are, those are major. Yeah. You know, you gotta have toothpaste and deodorant mm-hmm. and just go, you know, grab you some clothes and, mm-hmm. and let's ride. Uh, my first year going, I know I said that a lot. My first year going, uh, it was, it was amazing. I can't touch on it enough. Just spending time with you guys is just amazing. Like me being the youngest one there, I was like, obviously I wasn't in everything, but like, it was still fun to be there and just fellowship with people that otherwise I wouldn't be like talking to, like usually because like y'all don't really want to go up to a 13 year old and say, Hey, how's your day going, buddy? <laughs> and I like, have a conversation, but, uh, it was just fun to go to church with you guys and just be in the same cabin and just talk and get wisdom from the older generations. But that was fun. All right. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, it's from ages 12 and up. Yeah. You know, now used to, they had it separated mm-hmm. like the, the, the young adults, the 12 to 17, mm-hmm. Uh, or 12 to 18 would have like their own um, wow little um, men's conference. Mm-hmm. And then the men 18 and up would have theirs. Yeah. Uh, but that was when they were at a different uh, campus then in Maryville. Mm-hmm. And I guess they just trying to separate it best they could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now it's, it's all 12 and up all in the same room. Everybody's getting the same, getting the same word. An amazing uh, word. Yeah, always, always an amazing word. Amazing music. If you mm-hmm. like music, I mean, they always, uh, music is always awesome there at Maryville mm-hmm. as well. Yes, it's amazing up there. All right, moving on to the next question. What's your advice to someone that isn't, like, that isn't uh, used to, like, going to men's conferences? It's their first year. They're not, actually, this isn't their first year. They've never gone. They're not sure. They're like, should I go? Should I not go? What's your advice to let, like for them to <laughs> for them to like say hey come on man let's go i just said it a minute ago just go yeah just, just I mean, go you gotta go i mean um really i mean go i can't say that's no simpler yeah <laughs> i mean go. really i mean you, you it just go i mean we, we've talked i mean everything that i've hit on it are great reasons to go um i and I'm sure there's probably some reasons that I haven't thought about yeah. that are, you know, that are good to go. But I mean, you, again, if you just want to, you know, get closer to God, be on fire for God, be on fire for your family, yeah. you know, be a soul winner for Christ, you know, closer to God, better husband, better yeah. father, you know, better coworker, you know, brother, uncle, whatever, you know, I mean, we, we, we have so many different relationships in our lives mm-hmm. and and we're touching so many different lives that you know sometimes like we may neglect um other people yeah. you know and it, i don't know just just every aspect of our life you know you, you want to be a soul winner when you're at work yes you know i mean you don't have to come to church to be a soul winner i mean you're out there on the assembly line at at ashley mm-hmm. you can be a disciple there you can be a soul winner there yeah. you know and and it just teaches you how to go out among the highways and the hedges mm-hmm. and try to win souls for Christ and be, be an example uh, of Christ, be the hands and feet of Christ. Yes. And, you know, so our ultimate goal is we want people to see Jesus when they see us and mm-hmm. in, in our actions and our yeah. daily lives. 
in, in the words we speak, in, in our actions, in our persona, in our work. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to work hard and, and we want people to see Jesus in everything that we do. Yeah. And I know I probably sound like a broken record right now, but it's so amazing to see men go to the altar and just bawl their eyes out crying because they're just feel the Holy Ghost so present there. I mean, I can't say it more clean, uh, better than that. It's just so amazing to go be surrounded by a brethren full of apostolic men of God just to be there with them. Right. Real, real men cry out to Jesus. Yes. And I mean, we, we, we got, man, we got to have Jesus. You know, that, yeah. that's it. I mean, men are, you know, there, there's so much depression yes. and anxiety and everything going around in the world today that, you know, us men, we've got to have other brothers to rely on, mm-hmm. you know, iron strengthens iron mm-hmm. or iron sharpens iron. And we just have to rely on each other as our, as our brother, bear our yeah. one another's burdens, you know, and, and uh, be there for each other. You know, it's just, it's just so important um, for men to have that fellowship and build relationships with other men in the church, other godly men in the church. Mm-hmm. And um, man, it, it's just go. Yeah. You got to go to men's conference. And we're back with the verse of the day. Today's verse is First John 4 and 20. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? I feel like since we just got done talking about men's conference and what it means to be a man and what the struggles that men go through, that we need to know more than ever, and I know I say that a lot in these things, but in a world that tears down men for being a man, for wanting to provide for his family, for wanting to be strong, in the will of God, a world that chastises that man, we need a brotherhood that takes care of that man, that nurtures him whenever he gets in the church and says, man, I messed up. Man, I need your help. We need to know more than ever that a brotherhood is what we need in this day and age. And if you're thinking about going to men's conference, if you're not wanting to, I urge you that you need to go to hear from God. You can hear from God at a church service, yes, but to be surrounded by a brotherhood of other apostolic Christian men is just completely different from what is going on in this world right now. I love you guys. Again, men's conference is the 15th and the 16th. We will have a link to sign up. I would just go look at the website and see what's going on. What are some other things that are happening at men's conference, like the panel that we talked about and the church services. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that happens at men's conference. We love you guys. We hope to see you there until next time.